Hello, and welcome to Everybody's National Parks, an audio travel guide aimed to inspire you and your family to visit America's national parks and help you get the most out of your park experience. This is your host, Danielle. This is episode 31. In this episode, Brian speaks with Jack Stewart of Rock the Park about how he and his best friend Colton Smith created the show, along with Jack's mom and other family members. Jack also talks about growing up, going to the national parks with his family and friends, and also around video cameras. He talks about his favorite parks and what's next in his career. Send us your questions or comments to hello at everybody'snps.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Now let's get to the conversation. Well, welcome back. We're very excited. We have a very special guest, Jack Stewart, who is the co-creator and co-host of the Emmy Award-winning television show, one of our favorites in the family, Rock the Park. So we're very excited to have you here, and we're both comparing our quarantine beards. So welcome to the show, Jack. Thank you so much. It means just the world that you would have me, and yeah, you got a good beard going. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it is a little gray, but that's uh, makes me look distinguished. That's what I keep lying to myself. So that's, that's hey, that, that right? works. That <laughs> what, works. Whatever works. Well, it's great to see you. And of course, it's a little bit disjointed because it's, we were just talking um, off microphone. Usually when I see you and Colton on, on TV, you guys air Saturday mornings here. And uh, during the winter, we work out in the back of our house and the TV's on. And usually I'm huffing and puffing alongside of you guys on a kayak or climbing or doing something. So it's kind of interesting to see you right now. So if I break out in a sweat, it's just some, like I said before, just some sort of Pavlovian reaction to seeing you guys. So, but regardless. Yeah, but maybe it's good. Maybe it'll be nice to actually have an experience that's relaxed where you don't feel like you're running a mile or doing whatever while, uh, while watching. Yeah, no, but obviously it's great. We're, we're parks people, so it's great to have on. It's a great workout companion, even if you're not a parks totally. person. So I'm going to presume that people who listen to our podcast generally are parks people or they're planning out a parks trip. So I'm going to make the assumption that they also know about Rock the Park. But I, I don't know if they know your and Colton's background. So can you give us a little bit of an origin story about how the show came together? The tag is you guys were lifelong friends, but I'd love to hear about that. Where'd you guys grow up? How did you meet? And then where did the genesis of this idea come from? Yeah, totally. So Colton and I met in the second grade. It was pretty funny. When he moved to Minneapolis from the Chicago area, we ended up sitting right next to each other uh, in class. And from then on out, it was just like, it was on. We would like play basketball together. We would do like sleepovers, hang out. But then one of the things that we love to do is we would make movies, like home movies just for fun. Both my parents uh, work, have worked in TV forever. And so there were cameras lying around. And so Colton and I would make these movies. And we have one series called Cabin by the Lake, where we'd film these movies up at our cabin, up at my family's cabin. And we still do those to this day. So it's hilarious. We have like 15 of these movies. But anyways, we would go out and we'd, we'd shoot these videos. And yeah, really just do everything together. We would go explore my woods, explore up at my cabin. Well... Then my parents were always into travel and they took my family to Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Park when I was like seven years old. And 
I remember when, because we, we got into Jackson Hole where we were staying at night. And I remember waking up the next morning and seeing those mountains yeah. for the first time. And I was just like overwhelmed. And now I understand that it was just this overwhelming experience of awe and wonder. But like, I had never experienced the feelings that I had uh, when I saw those mountains. And that trip just was so special because like our family bonded. We we climbed a mountain. We went seven miles up the the mountain in Jackson Hole where they have the tram or whatever. So as like a young kid, like that was a big feat. Basically, I just fell in love with the mountains and with Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Park. And from then on out, I knew that I wanted to live in the mountains. I wanted to like spend time in the mountains. And so you take those two things. Colton and I love to make movies. I grew up making movies. And then I also became like a huge outdoor guy. I ended up going to school at the University of Montana in Missoula. Mm -hmm. And I was a photojournalism major and trying to make this quick. On a summer trip, Colton ended up coming with me to meet my friends and to just spend some time out in Montana. He fell in love with the place, transferred to the University of Montana from Northern Michigan. Wow. On that trip, literally on the road trip, he did that. And from then on out, it was on. We just like, I would do my assignments in the parks and Glacier and Yellowstone. He would come along and we would film our adventures while we were trying to get the shots for my documentaries and stuff. And that was sort of the beginnings of what became Rock the Park. And we just continued to do that. And now we do it for a living. By the way, <laughs> I'm still hung up on the fact that uh, a good, solid son of Minnesota, such as yourself, was nice to a Bears fan when he moved into town. I'm sure he was ostracized by everybody else, but it seems like you as the bikes guy was the, were the one nice guy to him. So that's, that speaks very highly of you. Sadly, I was so let down by the Vikings so many times that I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, a, there's a, a sad story there, a long and sad story totally. to poor Vikes. That's right. Well, that's amazing that uh, you have this lifelong experience. And look, just a, it, it's funny you mentioned this uh, with the huge exception of we don't have a, a TV show, but similar with my high school, my childhood buddies, guys, camping trip, we were just on to Isle Royal. We're with high school buddy, my brother, first off, who obviously I've known our entire lives, and then a high school buddy that I met in the fifth grade. And we sat next to each other because that's the way the alphabet shook out. And my lifelong best pal, and he was on that trip. And there's something pretty special about that that I don't think a lot of people yeah. get. So that's really nice. With this exception that you guys, you guys get to make a TV show. So just now let's chase it up to getting the show made because you mentioned, Jack, that you kind of grew up in television production in, in some regard, but what little I know about TV and film is that there's a, a big universe of great ideas, but that funnel from great ideas to actually getting something made really, really narrows down. So how did you go from some aha moment to actually getting on the air? So what, what ended up happening was, so my mom actually founded our production company. It's called Tremendous Entertainment. And so she saw our videos and knew she was biased, but thought like, this is a good idea. And so we put together this pitch and it's called the sizzle reel. It's basically a trailer that you use to sell um, an idea or a show. And we spent a lot of time on it. I produced it all myself, edited it myself, had help, you know, with, from people like telling us this works, this doesn't work. And then we started pitching it. And I think there were some big things that worked 
together that ended up with us selling the show. One, we had an idea that hadn't really been done before. All the media that really was out there about national parks at the time was like the Ken Burns documentaries, just like the very slow documentaries that are great, but they weren't um, really connecting with the younger audience. And so what we had going for us is a show about the national parks that was really full of energy. Also, we weren't experts. We still really aren't, but we really weren't at the time then. So there was kind of this charm to us that we were just so earnest and so willing to give things a try that those two things work together. But also we found ourselves in this educational block of television that really lent itself well to our show because our show, yeah, we try to tell people, you know, about these parks, but also how to be responsible in these parks, how to go out and um, enjoy yourself while being safe. And so all those things kind of came together. And then also right before we sold this, there was a government shutdown and the parks were closed and people were up in arms about it. And so it really showed how important these places are. So all those things came together. And I think it just was, it was meant to be. And so that's kind of how it got on TV. Cause yeah, you're right. Like getting a show on the air is not easy at all. And so we're very blessed to have had, uh, the success we had doing that. Well, kudos to getting on the show and then the success that you've had, which I, I want to talk about uh, a little bit later. But now getting into the show, so every week, and whether it's focused on a park or it's focused on an aspect of parks, the, the, the show has different themes, but it seems as though one of the recurring themes or the, the, the through theme is obviously adventure in our national parks. So how do you, Colton, and the production team come up with the activities that that you choose. I caught on one episode that you're in your Jack, you're a surfer. Is that right? And so, yeah. So, yeah. So, so we're here on the different coast in the East coast. I grew up surfing as well. And it seemed Colton was, I guess, again, Midwest guy was a little uncomfortable with it. So was that your idea or do you guys try to get out of your comfort zones or are you at the mercy of a producer who just, boys, you're going up on that mountain. You're going to do some rock climbing today, whether you like it or not. How, how do you come up with it? It's a little mixture of of everything. We we definitely give our recommendations of what we would like to do because part of this is Colton and I like grew up doing this and and spent college like picking our own adventures. And so on, when it comes down to it, we have a big bucket list. And if we're having a good time doing something that we've always wanted to do, it's going to usually translate to a good episode as well. But also, we have a big team that looks for just great stories. There are so many amazing stories in our national parks. Recently, on this last season, we went down and spent time in Big Cypress National Preserve, kind of learning about the python problem that they have down there, the invasive python. So that came out of research that one of our producers did. And it was a great story because we also want to have some variety too because if you ask me i could spend the entire season in the mountains somewhere um and you ask colton he might be doing something else and so to give some variety we have a big you know team effort from our staff colton myself to pick different uh things but surfing was definitely my idea (laughs) it was good for you i i love it I actually went out at 6 a.m. this morning and it was a blast. So I'm definitely big into that. Uh, good for you. My surfing career ended when the kids came because when they were little, the yeah. ocean's too much. That surfboard ended up being used. Basically, they're surfing in the Peconic Bay here where they thought they were surfing as little kids. But now they're older. We're starting to transition back to the ocean. So I, 
I may come gotcha. out of retirement sooner rather than later. So yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. So the one thing that struck me, has struck me in watching your shows, again, you, normally while, while I'm working out, is obviously you're showing the adventure side of the parks and there's an educational component, but it really struck me that you and Colton don't shy away from the danger of the park. You don't overstate it. You're never putting yourselves in a dangerous, in an overly dangerous situation, but you don't shy away from the, the danger of it. And your opening montage where I believe it's Colton on the kayak, the sea kayak coming out of the cavern. And every time I see that montage, I think the overhanging rock's going to take his head off. And it's, yeah. uh, I cringe every time. Or Yeah, that was brutal. Black Canyon and the Gunnison, not, not the danger, but I cringed the most at that because of all the poison I- ivy that you guys were navigating. Yeah. And if that got on me, it would just be game over. So I always found that, that you're not showing a sanitized version of the national parks. You're showing that, look, there's a lot of adventure and a lot of fun, but, but look, at some point you have to, you have to take care. Now, do you find an element of that's where the fun comes in? We're finding that line where there's a little bit of a thrill, but you're not putting yourself in an unsafe situation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one thing that we want people to know is that nature can be very dangerous. You're being very vulnerable and it's a humbling situation anytime you go into nature. It doesn't matter if you're surfing or on a river or climbing a mountain or in the desert, there's always going to be risk. And it's actually one of the things that makes the experience so life-changing and worthwhile is because to me, I found that nature gives me a picture for life as a whole because there's always going to be a risk to life. And oftentimes when you step out of your comfort zone into a potentially dangerous situation, well-equipped with the tools that you need to get through it, you learn something you know, about yourself in the process. And so yeah, we definitely don't shy away from the danger. We want to make sure that we're prepared for it. Um, and sometimes things come up that just are totally unforeseen. And we've had a lot of those situations on the show. But I think that's the reality of life, but also our national parks and just nature as a whole. And we want people to understand that that's a part of it, that you do need to be prepared when you go into these places. And yes, I want to also state it is a lot of fun. Like that thrill that you get from hanging off a cliff or going through a big rapid or going deep, going deeper than you have before diving or paddling into a big wave. I mean, that is just, uh, it's an amazing, it's an exhilarating feeling for sure. So what were some of those unforeseen thrills or dangers that popped up in the filming of the show? Yeah. So when we were in Carlsbad Caverns National Park, we were doing a wild caving segment. Wild caving is where you're crawling through tight spaces and all that. And unbeknownst to us, there was a flash flood while we were in the cave. And while we were coming out of it, we saw that the water was rising through one of the tighter squeezes that we were going to have to go through. And so it was a go it was a go right now sort of a moment. Our guide was a park ranger, so we were in good hands. Um, but she told us, like, if we don't go now, we might be stuck here overnight. And so we pushed through it. And yeah, I had water up to my nose, going in backwards and squeezing through stuff. It was very, very crazy. And we got through it. And that's just one. There have been, yeah, there have been a few of those. <laughs> well, and credit to the production values, too, because you mentioned that show, in particular, that show, the camera work was such that, that I was in that tunnel with you, right? I was there yeah. with you. It wasn't, I was at a remove safe in my house and oh, Jack and Colton, they're in a, they're in a tight spot. It was, 
I feel as though I'm right behind you and and Jack better oh, hurry up because amazing. I'm going to get stuck behind him. So so hurry up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was very well done by by that camera guy who was who truly was behind you or in front of you filming that. Yeah, yeah that's that's excellent work. So one other question I, it occurred to us, Danielle and I, is that we do have similar jobs, different media, obviously, where we're visiting a lot of these parks. We don't pick on one park. That's our backyard park. And that's where we go to. I'm ashamed to say there's a couple of times we've picked a national park to go to. And in the back, I didn't tell Danielle or the kids, but in the back of my mind, I thought, well, it's not on the top of my list and I'm sure it'll be okay, but I'm going to go check this box. And each of those times, I'll tell you one was Everglades where I thought my myopia, ah, it's swampy. It'll be buggy. And I got down there and we had so much fun. One and two, I want to go back and get out in the back country on the, on the uh, kayaks. And I guess the Chiquettes, the backcountry camp. Have you had a similar experience where you and Colton sat down and said, well, here's a park we're going to. And in the back of your mind, you thought, well, I'll power through this one until we get to a park I really want to go to. And then you found it was, you fell in love with it. For sure. Yeah. There's been plenty of those. And, and honestly, like I want people to know that for me, my park experience goes beyond like the scenery or the animals or the adventure that we have in the park. And so there've been plenty of ones where I'm like, uh, sure, it sounds all right. And, but not too excited to get there. But honestly, the experience that I have there is either surprising to me or honestly, like if you're with good people, part of my national park experience is the memories we create there. So even if you're having a bad time, usually it turns into like a great story or a great bonding moment with, your friends, family, or in our situation, both our our crew, they're our friends and our family, a lot of them. So yes, I've definitely had those, but it always turns out to be amazing or fun in, in some sort of a way. But yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't be honest if I was saying otherwise. Yeah. Well, same here, but that disappointment has never been fulfilled. I, I usually get to these spots and think, well, I'm the idiot. Obviously, this is a national park for a reason. This is so much Totally. So much fun. Just totally. I have to adjust my expectations, which is always a lesson that I find I have to relearn sometimes. But the other end of that coin, and maybe you already mentioned this with Tetons when you were a kid, or maybe it's Glacier, but what are your favorite parks? I mean, you've, you've seen so many, and I'm sure our listeners who are planning, hopefully post-COVID, planning a trip, they'd love to get your opinion on what, what are some of your favorites. Yeah, totally. And I just want to say it's okay to have your preferences. Like, I think I've felt pressure in the past to be like, no, they're all my favorite. It's like, no, I have favorites and I have my preferences on the types of places I like to go to, but they are all national parks and they're protected for a reason. So they're, they're all special in their unique way. But my favorites will always be the ones that hold some real sentimental value to me. Um, I mean, Yellowstone will always be a favorite because it's the first one that I went to really with my family that I fell in love with the parks as a whole there. Um, I love Glacier National Park up in Montana. I went to school up there. And so that was the home park for a while. And again, just created amazing memories with my friends there. Right now, my absolute favorite park is Death Valley National Park. And there are many reasons for that. One, I've had some incredible incredible solo experiences there and one real life-changing moment that that park has become my favorite place on earth but as a park goes what i love about it is it's so vast there is so much you can do there it's a, a lot of it is trailless wilderness so if you're a true like wilderness lover you can get out and wander there 
Um, there's mountains, there's canyons, there's wide open valleys. It's an amazing place. So I love that. And then if I had to give one more, yeah, the Tetons are great. I love Alaska. Anything in Alaska yeah. is incredible. And then I also love getting out to the tropical parks. Like when we go to like Biscayne or where else we went to yeah virgin islands hawaii anywhere in hawaii there's just so many great ones yeah yeah <laughs> it's similar for us we're beach people uh, obviously we don't not like the mountains we've loved them but inherently where i grew up where and where we grew up we're beach people so we've had the same experience of virgin islands but you, you broke my heart a little bit with death valley one that show was excellent and i enjoyed your segment on the moving rocks which also stumped me but i watched that yeah. that was the rare one i watched not working out, but as trip prep, because I was supposed to be there last month with my longtime elementary school buddy. We were going to go out there for just a long weekend, but COVID, again, these are high quality problems, but COVID got in the way. So we had to, we had to postpone that. So oh, shoot. I, well, yeah, that's too bad. Again, things could be worse. So uh, we lived vicariously through you and your show, but, but you're saying that definitely was a little bit of a twinge there. So yeah, we can't wait to get out to to Death Valley. Definitely worth it. So getting back to some of the success you've had, you've won an Emmy Award, which is uh, which has got to be pretty exciting. So, you know, again, I know nothing about TV, yet I've had the Oscar and Emmy acceptance speech planned out in my head. So I have to ask someone who's actually done it. <laughs> how was that experience of actually winning an Emmy? And how was the actual, the Emmy program? And did you, is there a red carpet? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, it was it was great. So we won an Emmy our first season and it was the fourth episode we ever shot. So very early on. And yeah, that first Emmy experience was incredible. I mean, you have two guys that yeah, I mean, I worked in TV, but we I never thought I'd be in front of the camera and here we are, yeah, on a red carpet where we're dressed up in tuxedos and like, yeah, we're at this award ceremony. It, it was amazing. We had our friends, our family, our, our crew, our staff there. And just being there was huge. We never actually, and I'm being honest here, we actually didn't think we were going to win. Yeah. And so then to be sitting there and hear them, and we have this all on camera. I actually have it up on YouTube. Um, to hear them actually call out Rock the Park as the winner, we just erupted. We went nuts. And it, it was so special. Like I said, my mom, she's the president and CEO of our production company. She was the one that actually gave the speech. And it was just so awesome because here we are, me and then her other, like basically son, Colton's like a son to her too. <laughs> and then also my cousin, her nephew shot the episode and he was there. And so it was just like such an incredible uh, moment and just like a great affirmation that we're on to something here. And yeah, and now here we are six years later and we just got nominated for three more Emmys. Oh, that's so. excellent. <laughs> it's an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Good for you. That's great. Well, we'll see. Again, we haven't won one since then, but just to be nominated, it, it really is. It, it's an honor and it, it shows again that people love these national parks and that's awesome. I, I think so. I think you've tapped into something universal. And again, again, you guys had the right idea and the right chemistry, but it also leads to, it's a nice segue into, we actually have some listener questions from our podcast. When we went out to, to say we were speaking with you, we had a lot of inquiries and people are excited. One of the questions we have not to rush you, Jack, but is uh, what are your plans post Rock the Park, if you can share that with us? Or do you have plans? Yeah, so we're always looking for something to do next in the TV world. But again, like we've said, that is a big if. So I'd love to do another show 
one that explores wild places, but maybe adds a little touch of culture in there. So we're looking into something in that realm. But something that's come up recently that I'm actually really, really excited about on top of all this, I am going to be going back to school uh, to become a licensed therapist of all things, believe it or not. And so that is coming out of left field, but um, I'm really excited about it. And it's something I'm passionate about and using nature has always been a source of therapy for me. And so I'm excited about the prospect of being able to incorporate that into like my own practice someday. And so that's it kind of out of left field, but something that I'm really excited about. That's amazing. I would argue it's not out of left field because one certainly has something to do with the other. And uh, I mean, it's why obviously adventure and all this, but one thing that attracts us all, at least for me, I'll only speak for myself is sometimes I just need to walk in the woods to reset. And that is absolutely, and maybe I didn't need that as much in my twenties or the teens. And I don't know what it is, but in my forties, Jack, I need that walk in the woods probably more than, more than I think sometimes just to kind of reset. So So do I, I get it right. I get, I can't explain it to you why, but I just need that walk in the woods or in the old days, sitting on that board, again, the more surfing, the, more, the most therapeutic thing about surfing for me wasn't catching the wave. It was sitting out there in the sun waiting for the set to come in. If that set didn't come in for another 10 minutes, Jack, it was really nice just to sit there in the ocean. It was just, yeah. it's okay by me, right? I never got yeah. anxious about that, oh, right? Absolutely. What I love about surfing too is it, it's, it, it's a peaceful and terrifying moment all wrapped into one. It's a really strange but beautiful thing. Yeah, <laughs> I love a it. Great exercise too. That's right. Yeah. Well, c- totally. congrats on that. That's very exciting. We'll we'll keep an eye out for the next project and 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 good luck on going back to school. A couple more listener questions. One is: uh, Have you guys kept track of how many national parks at this point that you've been to? Oh yeah, we have. I want to say. We're, we're definitely, I don't have the exact number. We're definitely in the seventies as far as the, like all 400 some are concerned. Yeah. But as far as the big, what is it? 62 we're at now? I think, is that it, Danielle? She's, she's not, I think it's 50, 60 or 61. Yeah. 62, like that. We're at 62. Of the 62, I think we're at like 58 or oh, something. You're close. We're so close. You're close. Yeah, you, we're real who close. Who are you missing? Lake Clark, Kobuk Valley. Yeah. I've never done Cuyahoga Valley in Ohio. Come ride with us. We're doing it this summer. Nice. COVID lets us, but we're going to go check that out. Cleveland, great town. Right on. Yeah, so we're going to go check it out. Sweet. Yeah, American Samoa and then... You know what's really sad? I've been to Moab multiple times. I have not set foot in arches. That that's a blind spot for us. Nor have we. And I've been. We've been to Utah, family trips and high school buddy trips, but we've not made it out to arches. So so shame on both of us. We'll we'll have to get out there. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Not not Danielle's fault. I'll take the hit there. But yeah, arches. <laughs> we should get out to arches. My next listener question is, and this is from a seven-year-old, and this may be the toughest question you'll get in this entire podcast, but uh, it's a tough crowd here. Jack, why haven't you come to Whiskey Town National Recreation Area in California yet? You know why? I have never heard of it. I would love to know where that is, and I'm going to check it out because, hey, it's California. It's somewhere in my backyard. Yeah, exactly. So that would be my answer there. I haven't heard of it. But I, it sounds incredible to me. And so I'm going to look that up. And I think I might be coming very soon once this uh, pandemic 
settles down a little bit. Sounds great. Great customer service there from your seven-year-old uh, big fan. Love it. I love that. The one last listener question we had, and this is maybe a little bit more of a personal one, but this listener, I'll give you the background. The, the question was long, but the listener basically, in trying to manage friends and visiting the parks, there's always a particular dynamic. So she sensed that maybe there was a dynamic between you and Colton in terms of who gets to choose where to go and what to do. You mentioned this a little bit before, but Jack, would you mind taking the, the angle of, of dynamics when you're traveling off camera with friends? What kind of personnel? Are you the leader or you just kind of go along, get along? Mm, yeah. or, and then how does that work with the, I think you mentioned this with the team, but how does this work when you have a full production and cameramen and producers and you and Colton are, are shooting a show? Yeah. How does that dynamic come across? And what advice could you give to that listener who's, I think, trying to navigate how she, how she pulls together her group to go on a trip? Yeah, I think we all have different strengths. And so I know when it comes to Colton myself, we can share all of these strengths, but more often than not, I tend to be a very like organized guy. I tend to take on a leadership role just naturally. And so back in the day and even uh, today when we're out filming, I tend to take on that leadership role when it comes to like, yeah, like keeping track of how many miles we have to go yeah. or which direction we're going to go and what are the supplies we're going to need. Um, but with that also being said, we've done this so much where like Colton, Colton's pretty self-sufficient on his own as well too. So we do share those. Colton is very much, he's kind of the guy that likes to just, we always say he's flying by the seat of his pants. Like he just kind of like gets out there and like experiences it. And so what makes us so great as a duo is I tend to be a much more calculated and he tends to just kind of go out and get into the thick of it. And so it's a great balance. But also, over the years, we've really kind of uh, gone all different ways with that. Now, I think I tend to be a little bit more just like, let's get out there and see what happens. So it, it, it all changes. But I guess my answer would be, just see what comes natural to you. If you like to plan trips, like do it. And your friends will definitely thank you for that because someone needs to be on, on top of things. But also, if you're not that person, if you're the person that you know needs someone else to take you out, that's okay as well. Yeah. That's what a team and a friendship is all about. I, th I think also what you, you intimated is as you keep going out with the same groups, those roles will settle a bit and morph somewhat. So there's not just the leader and just the person who totally carry, it all kind of morphs together, which I guess is just kind of a fundamental, a fundamental tenet of friendship, right? I mean, that's kind of what it's all about. Absolutely. So again, we really appreciate, Jack, your time. This, is, this has been really exciting. We just have one more question. Was there a moment that you've had in a particular park? For, for you, it's wherever you and Colton have been. Is there a moment you've had, one of those transcendent moments? Can you think of one where you, you've had that and where was that? Yeah, man, there have been so many. I think for us nowadays, Anytime we get to camp out as a crew, it's, it's really special. We always wake up the next morning or sit around the campfire and we talk about how blessed we are to be able to do what we're doing. And so one that I remember that was recent is we were in Gold Butte National Monument, which is just outside of Vegas, maybe like 60 miles or something. And our whole crew was huddled around this tiny little campfire and we were cooking food. And it was just an amazing moment of being able to just like sit back and all of us and just think about like how much we enjoy each other's company and, and how we're 
able to really have a job that we love and be able to also work with good people, work with people that we we really do care about and be able to put out a, a positive uh, message and just a positive program. And then also at the same time, just goof off and have fun. So that's the most recent one I can think of as we were all sitting around a campfire. And yeah, it was just, uh, we were in awe of where we were and how far we'd come over six years. That was a special one. But man, yeah, like you said, I, there are just so many of those moments. I think that also speaks to the character of our parks. And it just hit me. I think another, and it just hit me right now with your saying that when I'm thinking about Rock the Park, when I'm thinking about your show, obviously the stars of the show, uh, no disrespect to you and Colton, are the parks themselves. But if I yeah. had to hand out an award for best supporting actor, the best supporting actor are the relationships and the friendships. Because as much as you and I and Danielle and Colton love those parks, if you film that scene in our backyard, your backyard, it's the same type of scene. If there's a sky and a campfire and some tents and some people who love each other sitting around in the outdoors, that's also what it's all about. So that is also, now it just occurred to me, that's another through line from your, your show are those friendships yeah. and those relationships, which is really special. It's actually my favorite thing about the parks. It's funny because it has nothing to do with the parks, but it's, it's the memories that you make with your people there, whether they're your family, your best friends, your friends, whoever, or the strangers you meet along the way. That is really, to me, what's special about these places is they just breed these beautiful moments and friendships. That is such a great note to end on. Again, Jack Stewart, the co-creator uh, and host of the Emmy Award winning and Emmy nominated Rock the Park. We so much appreciate your time. Danielle, myself, and the girls, we look forward to seeing you and Colton out there. And if, if I do come out of retirement, I'm on a board, I'll try not to steal your break if I'm out on the West Coast. So I'm looking forward to that yeah. as well. Hey, you can join. We can do a party wave. <laughs> That's where you can do a party wave. That's right. That would be a lot of fun. So be great. again, man, stay safe, stay healthy, and, and all the best to you, Colton, and the rest of the crew for your next season. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. It means a lot. You bet, man. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Everybody's National Parks. You may find links to resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes on our website, everybodysnationalparks.com. Send us your stories, tips, or comments to hello at everybodysnps.com. You can write us a message or even record a short voice memo on your phone and then attach it to the email. You may be featured on an upcoming episode. Again, the email is hello at everybodysnps.com. Subscribe for free to Everybody's National Parks on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. If you like the show, become a patron. Just click on support our show on our homepage, everybodysnationalparks.com. We also appreciate if you write a review, give us a five-star rating, and tell your friends. This helps more people find us. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We love to hear from you from the parks you are visiting, so please tag us at Hashtag everybody's national parks. Most of all, enjoy exploring the national parks with your family. Bye for now. <laughs>